you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Thursday, January 5th, and you're listening to NFL Total Access. The podcast. Those are the voices of today's special guests. Voice number one is the co-host of NFL Total Access, the co-host of the NFL Explained podcast with voice number two. Incidentally, he's a Ram, a Fordham Ram. He's a Yam, a Michael Yam. Mike, welcome back to the pod. Always good to be to be with you. Always good to be with Amrob, although I'm a little disappointed because every time I work with Amrob, I sound less cool because he's his cool factor is kind of off the chart. Even the way he says the podcast, like I can't even bring it like that. Stop it. Stop it. Yam. Stop it. Full disclosure. My wife has a crush on him, which is why I try to keep NFL network off our screens. Voice number two belongs to the purveyor of cool, the Super Bowl champ. He's a Nittany lion. He's a niner. He's a Seahawk too, but he is known these days as the president of Bill's Mafia, a distinction that carries a heavy burden in a moment like this. But this is a man with the shoulders and the spirit to do it. He's Michael Robinson. Welcome back, Mike Robb. Glad to be here, Drew. Let's get it, man. I am your host, NFL Network senior writer, Andrew Levy. And we begin today with something we have been waiting for, and we have it. Good news, very good news about the progress of Bill's safety, Damar Hamlin, who, according to his medical team at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, is beginning to awaken as he shows, quote, substantial improvement. One of his doctors, Timothy Pritz, said Hamlin is still considered critically ill and that significant progress is needed but his neurological condition appears to be intact, according to Dr. Pritz. Doctors went on to report that Hamlin, 24-year-old Damar Hamlin, is able to move his hands and feet. He is unable at this moment to speak, 
but was able and is able to communicate via writing. When he did come to, what was his first question? Did we win? Damar Hamlin, of course, referencing Monday night's suspended contest between his Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. I thought Dr. Pritt's answer, guys, was perfect. His answer, the answer is yes, Damar. You won the game of life. Uh, Michael, we heard you for the first time this week on yesterday's Total Access, and we remain in a community virtual waiting room of hope and expectation and prayer. Mike, Rob, where does this moment find your heart and your mind going today? Yeah. Um, first of all, thank you for that introduction, Drew. It's, it's awesome. Always awesome to work with you guys and work with my man Yams on the other side here. But um, at the end of the day, um, it's awesome to hear that DeMar is moving in the right direction because quite frankly, I couldn't have imagined walking into that building on a Wednesday for practice, knowing it's the first practice of the week and I got to get ready to go play the New England Patriots um, in a meaningful game. Um, and I believe that I know that I think the story came out that his dad, DeMar's father, zoomed into the uh, team meeting room of the Bills, Buffalo Bills uh, team meeting this morning and um, gave a personal update. And I, I want our listeners to, to truly understand how meaningful that is to have dad, you know, DeMar's father, right? Call in, show his face, right? Take, you know, and, and give updates on their son because at the end of the day, I, I'm not so sure I could have did my job not knowing that DeMar was okay or, or at least moving in the right direction. And I got a feeling that Sean McDermott really, really needed this. Um, first of all, for DeMar to, to, to be, be getting healthy and moving in the right direction. But I also think from a team standpoint, from a team mental health aspect, the psyche of the team, they needed his father to give that update. And I believe that when the Buffalo Bills are at their best, um, when they're healthy and they're playing at the top of their game, I, I believe they're the most complete team in the National Football League. And so uh, just knowing that, they're, that their guy is good, I think this could be a rallying cry for them. I really, really do. Um, and I think, I, think they, I think they can use this energy to kind of give them a boost as they go into the playoffs. But um, yeah, just where my mind is, man, I'm just, I'm so happy and thankful that DeMar is moving in the right direction, but I still have questions. I still have, you know, I still, I'm still waiting um, to see if he's going to live a normal life. I mean, I think that's very important to me personally, being an ex-football player, just talking to guys that I've spoken to, ex-players, guys in the National Football League since this event happened a few days ago. And, um, you know, it's just quality of life and just making sure that he's taken care of is kind of at the forefront of all of our thoughts. Michael Robinson, I want to stay with you for a second. Forgive me, Mike. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to make you wait one more moment because Michael Robinson, as a former player, it is unfair to reflexively ask you and your colleagues, former players who are now analysts and voices of reason and truth to say, to help us understand what these young men are going through. Only the young men who are involved with this team and this moment can answer that as to what they are going through. But as a former player, Michael, I think you can answer this. So I feel certain degree of comfort asking you this. Are we asking players 
to do something that they can't, but they must. We are talking about contractual obligations. And when you consider the size of the stage, when you consider, Michael, the elevated temperature of the spotlight, do all of those things conspire to require young men in the NFL at this moment to do something that they may not be built to do, get back to work? Are we not giving them enough time to heal? Or is that very question not giving them enough credit? Mm. That's such a layered question, true. Like, man, my heart's beating fast. Like, I mean, it, that that question resonated so much through my through my being, man. That um, mm, that's a really really good question. Um, I will say this: I, I think, I think it can be both. I think you cannot be giving those guys enough credit, and I think. At the same time, the same can be true that we're asking them to do something damn near impossible. Our gladiators, our guys that go on that football field, I mean, we don't like to say this, but I mean, they're superhuman. They're they're mortal, but they're superhuman, man. Look what they do. (laughs) Look what they do. Yeah. Look what they do with the football. Look what they do with their bodies. Look the speed at what they play and the discipline and what they play. And we change the rules on tackling seems like every single year. And guess what? They smile at it. They just adjust, you know, um, what's a catch. They still do it. Right. What's pass interference. They still adjust. They don't want anything to change. So I think both can be true. I look back at just my own experience, my own life, my own bloodline. And when you talk about um, traumatic experiences and, you know, understanding that, you know, I've had family involved in the Tuskegee experiment where they, you know, willing, you know, the, you know, um, the government willingly gave, you know, um, African-American farmers um, a disease to watch them die. You know what I'm saying? Like to know that there was lynchings in the South. I'm from Richmond, Virginia, the old capital of the Confederacy to know that we're still dealing with taking down Confederate monuments and all of this stuff, right? That's traumatic for people, right? My great grandmother told me personal stories of those things, personal stories of her watching lynchings, watching things happen. And I look at myself and I still had an opportunity to go to to play at Penn State, go to the National Football League, fought through all of that, all the trauma, all the things that still in my bloodline that I got to overcome every single day, whether it's, you know, being able to respond to certain types of authority, things like, like all the things that are just caught up in my particular bloodline and knowing that, you know, there are a lot of these football players have the same exact thing going on with their families, same exact thing. And they've overcome it to come and be in the national football league. So I don't think we give our guys enough credit. Um, I think of Chris Henry. Uh, who passed away a few years ago, that team, that Cincinnati Bengals team had to play two days later. Yes. (laughs) I mean, I'm not laughing at it, but I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah. Where's the mental health professionals? You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, to answer your question, and I have a lot more to it. I just don't know if this is the platform where we have enough time to truly go there. Um, But yes, I think we under I think we we underestimate the power of our young men and women and people in the National Football League. And yes, they're doing something that's damn near impossible. 
being it having to go out there and play something that they're contractually obligated to do. I'm not saying that, <laughs> that they're not contractually obligated to do it, but I am saying that sometimes things are bigger than contracts and bigger than signatures on a piece of paper, and that's life. Michael Yam, I brought this up yesterday, and I would love to hear your thoughts on it. What Michael Robinson is saying is such a powerful truth. And I think it is a truth that if we really examine our insides closely enough and honestly and fearlessly enough, we recognize that we understand what he is talking about. And yet, systemically, maybe even personally, we go to great lengths to ignore or avoid those truths on a daily basis, seasonally, and in our lives. I wonder if the conversations that we are having now, and maybe more to the point, let's not deviate too far from the point that at 8.55 Eastern Standard Time on Monday night, we saw a young man, we saw a young man in our NFL family go down in a frightening way, and it triggered a series of emotions and actions that on the one hand saved his life and on the other hand writes questions and stories for us to ask and tell in the hours that came after. The main story, of course, being the young man's health. And we are so glad to report again, let me reiterate, that there are signs of improvement coming from Damar Hamlin, signs of improvement that suggests that suggest that his recovery is imminent. But Michael Yam, does what happened and does what is happening now in the minutes and hours and days after that seminal moment, does it invite us as fans, as people who do not understand what Michael Robinson went through as a man in the league, to reframe these players these players who we hide in a way behind their own helmets. We don't see their faces. We don't see their smiles. We don't see faces of anguish. We merely see the gladiators that Michael Robinson spoke of. Does this invite us to reframe these players as people? And will we take that invitation I think there's no question we're starting to have more of those conversations. I can't tell you, I, you know, I've only been at NFL Network now for a couple seasons, and I, I feel like every few weeks I make a comment on air where I indicate, hey, keep in mind, like these are players, like these are actual people, you know, like I've, which is feels weird to do. I, you know, you guys know my background. I, I spent a long, about a decade doing college athletics, and I always think, Hey, you watch these kids and I got to know a lot of student athletes. You watch them on television and you just like pro athletes and you think of them the same way because they're on TV and because they're super talented and they they were gifted with a skill set that most people are not not gifted with. And yet I don't think people realize the demands that they have as students and I would always sort of preach that at my previous stop. And now I'm having the same conversations. It's framed a little bit differently. But I think what's really hard about a lot of the conversations that we're having now is we're trying to put situationally everything in one box. And I think back to the press conference that we watched earlier today with the physicians that helped save Damar's life. And a lot of the questions are, and they needed to be asked, 
But the responses typically from those doctors were, well, every individual is different. We don't know what's going to happen. Time will tell because that's accurate. How I feel about a certain situation is going to be different than MROB feels. You know, I, I said this the other day, um, you know, I've given CPR and I've seen it done. And yet I know how it affects me. Every time I see the letter CPR, I think about that one moment where I had to administer CPR and I, it, it's a triggering kind of event. I think about that in those moments. And yet there are healthcare professionals that are doing it daily their response, I guarantee, is way different than how I think about it. Mine was one moment, one time. And yet, almost, what, 17, 18 years later, I can still think about that. So it affects me differently than I think it does other people. So when we say, hey, what's it like for some of these players? Well, damn, I mean, Emra might feel a certain way different than than someone else on the football field. You know, we got Steve Smith on, on today. Like, they might have a different personal experience. But I'm glad that we're having these conversations. And I think we're slowly going to the right place in in kind of a short period of time. So Drew, for me, like I, I think those are positives that we're having these conversations to see football players react as people on Monday night and know, hey, it's okay to be crying on the football field. You just saw one of your best friends, one of your boys go down. Like, I don't think that, not to say that wouldn't have happened years ago, but I think it's embraced differently today than it would have been 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. So I, I think we're going in the right direction. But once again, I think it's it's a nuanced question. Hopefully that makes sense. It does indeed. Here is a portion of the press conference given by members of DeMar Hamlin's medical team at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center earlier today. As of this morning, uh, he is beginning uh, to awaken, uh, and it appears that his neurological uh, condition and function is intact. Uh, we are very pr- uh, proud to report that, very happy for him uh, and for his family and for the Buffalo Bills organization. I don't think that we could emphasize enough the immediate medical response. The fact that he had highly trained uh, professionals from the Buffalo Bills, in addition to having um, paramedics, emergency physicians, respiratory therapists, all right at his bedside in less than a minute from the collapse. That speaks to that ability that demonstrates that he had good perfusion to his brain that led to, to no um, identifiable neurologic deficit. I just want to follow up on something you said that DeMar spoke last night. Can you speak yeah, to that? I can clarify. He did not speak. Um, he was able to communicate uh, in writing. Um, and he is uh, unable to speak with us yet as he uh, still has a breathing tube in and we're still assisting him with uh, ventilation. Uh, so the, um, you know, when he was communicating with us uh, last night and then again today, that's been in writing. And, uh, you know, to paraphrase uh, one of our partners, you know, when, when he asked, did we win? The answer is yes. You know, Damar, you won. You've won the game of life. Uh, and that's probably the most important thing out of this. And we really need to keep him at the center Uh, of everything else that's going on. And we really want to ensure a good outcome for him. There seems to be such hope um, in those rooms. And I am so very, very glad to hear it and to pass it along to the listener. Michael Robinson, what now? You are a captain. You always have been. You're a vocal leader who relies on thoughtfulness, not mere bravado, to lead. What would you say? What would your approach be? You mentioned practice earlier in this conversation. Well, the Bills are back at practice. You mentioned that DeMar Hamlin's father, uh, Zoom called in, and man, to be a fly on the wall of that room, I can only imagine 
how powerful a moment that was. But Michael, what would your approach be this week uh, ahead of this week's game, a game that you said yourself is a game of importance, a game of significance? What is your approach as a team captain, or what do you think it might be in a moment like this? Honestly, um, I'm going to keep it real with y'all, man. Uh, If I was a guy like Josh Allen or Jordan Poyer or any of those leaders on the Buffalo Bills team, I call a players-only meeting. Um, I mean, I don't mind if coaches are in there too, but I, I'd call a meeting and I'd get, I'd get the statistics and give the numbers of statistically how lucky or whether, you know, God, you know, God, God intervention, creator intervention, whatever the case may be, I would give the statistics on how lucky we are to be at this juncture with DeMar and he's moving in the right direction. You know what I'm saying? I would I would definitely say that. And then I would use that same energy and say, guys, like, there's nothing stopping us now but us. There's nothing stopping us but us. Our guy is our guy is cool. Look at the odds he had to overcome. When we play at our best, there isn't a team in the world that can beat us. Now it's on us. Now the ball is in our court. We're not waiting on nobody. Doesn't matter what seed we get. I just use this as a rallying cry because at the end of the day, when you look at that city, which it, what it's been through from a weather standpoint, it's just been getting, you know, you know, uh, people been losing their life with the weather. When you talk about, you know, some of the mass shootings that's happened over the last couple of years, that's happened in that city. Um, then this has happened with DeMar. I mean, that city has been hit with, with some stuff. Right. And then you look at the fact that in the nineties, they lost four straight Super Bowls. Four straight Super Bowls that I know from a football standpoint, that fan base, because, yeah, I've, I'm new to Bill's Mafia, but I'm, I'm very well versed in, you know, their history. Uh, they're looking and they're and they're they're hungry for a championship. And I just think with all of the things that has happened right now, this is the new America's team. And it's like there's no time other than now to go get it. And so being a leader on that team, you just take that same energy that that healing energy that healed DeMar and, and got you to this situation, got you to this point in the season and you use it as a rallying cry. You know, Michael Yam, uh, Mike Rob talks about visualization just as a human being, that there's a power that he sees in being able to visualize an accomplishment and a goal uh, prior to even beginning the endeavor. Um, and Michael Robinson, I'm going to quote you, if you don't mind, something he said earlier today in the meeting, listener, he talked about, he said, imagine, imagine this image that on the Super Bowl platform that we all know so well, after all these years of watching Super Bowls, the confetti is coming down and, you know, players, kids are doing snow angels out there on the field in that confetti. And on that platform, The Buffalo Bills stand astride that platform, finally able to bellow the roar of victory after all of those losses that Michael Robinson just intimated. And who steps out onto that platform to raise that Lombardi trophy but DeMar Hamlin? I mean, I'm kind of getting goosebumps just saying that, just quoting you there. Michael Yam, I think I'd be prepared to run through a wall just to see that image, just to make that image happen. Yeah, there's there's no question. And 
I think even hearing some of the stories over the last couple of days about Damar, the type of person that he is, hearing from, you know, about the, uh, more specifically about the charitable work that he's been able to, to put together and the impact. Because I think there's a lot of times where people get a platform and don't think big picture. It's like, hey, how what's going to benefit me? And I, I think the people who we gravitate towards and have a lot of respect for are the people who realize like, hey, what's the impact that I can have on other people? And it's been kind of cool because the reality is, you know, look, we all work in the media. You know, had this not happened, would we, I, I didn't know about the toy drive that DeMar was putting together, right? It was 2,500 bucks, whatever last check, it's closing in on $8 million. Like that's, that's, crazy to me. And you can, it, I think it speaks to sort of the sense of humanity that people have where they don't know what to do. We're all sitting here just waiting for news, right? Like on Monday night, I know me, I'm glued to the television. What's the update? What's the update? I'm expecting an update. This, this world that we live in, these, these tweets and the immediacy, guess what? We're not getting it. And you know what? It's not on our timeline. It's on what the physicians at that medical center, what they had to say about that. And we got the update. Neurologically, uh, his condition is intact. Those were the words that I wanted to hear. Those are the words that we got right out of the, the gate. We heard the what those physicians had to say, but you're right. Like The imagery of, of that and what it would mean for, you know, obviously for the Bills community, for NFL fans, for sports fans, for just people that have, you know, this, his path and and this moment and how it's resonated with people, it would be terrific to go and see, to see something like that. And I think we're, we're getting closer to it, right? I mean, um, we, we've heard movement in the hands and feet. Uh, you know, we don't know about speech yet and some of the cognitive, uh, issues that are still, ahead of Damar. Um, but right now the update is, Hey, we're, we're on the right path. And I, I think to me, that's exactly what we had all hoped for. To put a finer point on what Michael Yam is saying, you are listening to NFL total access, the podcast, Andrew Levy with Michael Yam and Michael Robinson. We are discussing news that we have been waiting for with bated breath and received this morning. We are so glad to receive it and send it along. Very good news about the progress of Bill's safety, Damar Hamlin, who, according to his medical team at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, is beginning to awaken and show substantial improvement. As Mike Yam just indicated, he is able to move his hands and feet. He is still unable to speak at this moment. This moment is 1.28 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Thursday, the 5th of January. Let's be clear about that. I invite all listeners to go to NFL.com and to NFL Network for the very latest on Damar Hamlin. We invite you to remain with us as the mics rejoin MJ Acosta Ruiz and Steve Smith Sr. for today's NFL Total Access broadcast. We heard from DeMar's teammates for the first time today, and you could feel the relief in their words, especially after hearing from DeMar's dad via Zoom. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring, and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day, as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you, something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Can you just share maybe some of the level of fear you guys have? Yeah. Um, I don't typically like using emotion to answer questions, uh, but, yeah, like the the scene just replays over and over in your head, and there's, again, it's hard to answer that question and actually describe how, you know, I felt, how my teammates felt in that moment. It's something we'll never forget, but to know that Demar is he's doing okay, and I know there's still a lot of a lot of things and, and stuff that he has to process and continue to go through um, to get back to to himself. We're just again, we heard that news this morning, and there's nothing that that could have been told to us to bring our day down. You know, we're extremely happy for him and his family. Um, you know, we just want to. We just want to love up on him, you know, so the next chance we get, I don't know when it's going to be, if we if we get to see him anytime soon, it's going to be awesome. We've seen you smile a little. We've seen tears. Some questions have been difficult to reflect on, and we're just a few days away from an actual game. Do you truly believe in your hearts that the Buffalo Bills are ready to play a football game right now? Well, I'll start. Um, I do. Yeah. I, I do as well. I mean, the news we, we, we received today in particular was, was a huge lift. Um, and again, I, I, I'm, I respect these guys are the ones on the field playing. I'm standing on the sideline, Dana, so it's, it's, it's different for me. There's an added dimension for them on the field. So um, I'll just yield to Josh and you can explain. Yeah. Again, Mario talking to us as a team. 
and the things that he he kind of told us and really didn't tell us he demanded us you know and you you can't not honor his his request to go out there and charge forward you know to the best of our abilities and obviously we'll be playing with I guess less heavy hearts now um, knowing that you know today's news was a lot of a lot of tears of joy I'll tell you that um, but to know that that's that's what he wants that's what his dad wants I think guys are uh, excited to get out there from Josh Allen nothing that could bring our day down after hearing the the update on DeMar today as positive as these updates have been seems like they definitely needed to hear that but it doesn't erase the trauma that these men endured out on the field how difficult will it still be for them to get ready and focus for Sunday's game against the Patriots it seems like almost an impossible task but unfortunately we as a former athletes we have to speak about it and I and I, I'm going on record as saying that I don't feel qualified or I don't think any of us are qualified to even speak about something that has never ever happened before on the football field in the modern day era and to minimize and have us as former athletes, no disrespect, to be able to quantify and try to summarize watching a man lose his life for 10 minutes and watching some of his closest friends, some of his teammates, his, 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 his co-workers see the lifelessness body sit on there and people do CPR, it's tough. And I think the fact that we're trying to figure out how do they move forward, Let's pause and really talk about we don't need to move forward. We can't really break it down. And I understand the rally cry and all that stuff, but there's a part that we have to be human and sit aside the leather football and sit aside the tough man stuff and also just admit there's a lot of people that cried. For myself personally, I did not sleep well for the last two days because it was something we were in my home. We were watching my wife, my daughter, my son. We were all sit two of my boys. We were all sitting there and they said, Dad, did you see? And I'm watching in my office because I'm taking notes. And we all just sat there and didn't know what to do. And I saw Coach uh, McDermott sitting watching him mouth and he was praying. I know he's a great man of faith and just seeing that organization and seeing how things are. Bump football. This is well beyond football. This is well beyond hoisting something that over time will disappear. But a man's life is more valuable. And so that's that's my stance. That's just how I really look at it. The football part. I don't really care at this moment when you look at and you look and see what the long road of recovery they will have just internally to understand and every time they close their eyes, they're they're some teammates. Every time they close their eyes, that's what they see. And there's, you you know, we talk about mental health. This is mental health on steroids that they're they're gonna need some some time to be able to, to process this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring, and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day, as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you, something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Right now, we welcome in Cameron Wolf, who joins us from the Bengals practice facility. And you've been in Cincinnati all week long, Cam. You've also been in close contact with members of the Hamlin family all week. How are they doing and what are they saying about DeMar's recovery today? Yeah, MJ, I've got a chance to talk with DeMar Hamlin's family before and after the doctors gave us that amazing news. And the word amazing was how, what it was described to me of how the family has been feeling today. Look, it's been an emotional day. I'm told the parents were overwhelmingly happy, and they've been trying to process this information. We heard from the doctors today that DeMar Hamlin was moving his hands and his feet, and I'm told that he's been holding his parents' hands as they've shared just how much of support he's got over the last few days. And look, this is a period of family that's been really strong and really powerful through that. And their word that they've really been sticking through is neurological intact. That's such a powerful phrase that they have really loved to hear from the doctors this morning. And look, we heard the comment from the doctors about him writing and making the comments. I'm told the family has really spent this time soaking it up with DeMar. And I'm also told their GoFundMe page that's reached $7.5 million will be a nonprofit. And they also are encouraging people to donate to the UC Medical Center and the first responders that save DeMar's life. And look, he's not out of the woods yet. He's still in critical condition. I asked the doctors one of the last questions, what does he have to do to get from critical condition to stable condition? And they said, we want to get him 
off of the breathing tube. And we also want to improve his neurological and respiratory systems. And so it seems like we're on track to do that at some point. Now, I want to briefly take you a few streets up the road down to the Bengals facility. And when I walked in that locker room today, it was wide smiles. In fact, Tyler Boyd and Ted Karras told me it was the first time they felt like it could truly smile since Monday night. And T. Higgins is a player I want to spend some time on because he was on the other side of that Hamlin hit. And when I asked him today how he felt about DeMar Hamlin's family telling him that we support you and people don't need to blame you, he said it made me feel at home. And really, DeMar's mom, that's the, that's the news I needed to hear today. And look, Josh Allen finished his press conference today simply saying, I hope that this news gives T. Higgins some relief. Mike Giardi is in Orchard Park and he joins us right now. Mike, we, we heard from Josh Allen and Sean McDermott a few moments ago. One of DeMar's best friends, who he's known since he was like eight years old, is a current teammate in Dane Jackson. What was his reaction after receiving the positive update? Well, as we've talked quite a bit, and you mentioned there, they've known each other for a long time, going back to their days 10 miles outside of Pittsburgh, playing in some youth leagues against each other, eventually becoming college teammates, and then both getting drafted by the Buffalo Bills in back-to-back years, seventh round, sixth round, um, and that relationship has been strong for that entire time. And I think when you look at the situation that happened on the field and the horrifying things that they all saw and saw up close and personal, you saw Stefan Diggs, go to Dane Jackson almost immediately because he knew how shook Dane would be because of that relationship. And he stuck with him because he understood. And when Dane talked about the idea, when he went down in week two with that neck injury, that again looked very scary at the time it happened and cost him some games, that the voice he heard when he was being loaded into the stretcher was that of DeMar Hamlin, who said, I love you. And that's something they've been doing since back in college. They would seek each other out on the field before a game started, never a set time, but just before the game started to tell each other, that they loved each other. So uh, Dane was asked today, because I don't think a lot of people knew who DeMar Hamlin was deeply prior to this incident happening. He said, what would you want people to know about DeMar? He's a giver. He's a, a fighter. He's a warrior. Um, he's an encourager. You know I mean, uh, just a whole, just for one thing, like it's his Chasing Millions Foundation. Like, Man, that's big. I remember, like, even going all the way back to college, you know what I mean, where he wasn't allowed to, you know what I mean, be on the forefront of it because he was in college, you know, where his dad had to take most of it. But, like, it's just, that's just always what he wanted to do. You know what I mean? He always wanted to give back. He's always wanted to help. Uh, he's always, like, looking for the next opportunity to just be a light to someone who's willing, who wants to be in our position. So, like, just, that's, that's just him, you know what I mean? Like, just thinking of it makes me smile because I know once he gets back to himself, like, he's, he's going to be looking forward to helping out so many others. Uh, Dane also said that he can't wait for DeMar to get back and to be close to him again because he said, I know he's going to talk some crazy stuff, and I cannot wait for it. Meanwhile, you guys, that was a great conversation talking about the vibe. And I have mixed emotions, and I, and I felt like you heard mixed emotions today about what that was all about. I thought Miss Morse, their center, one of their captains, was really eloquent about it. You know, he was asked about sort of how do you go forward and, and how do you think you'll play? And he said, well, playing Sunday is a blessing. He said, but it's also daunting. And I said, I guess I'll let you know what it's like on Monday, being like, I don't really know how we're going to react and how we're going to feel. And he said, we've gone through something that I don't ever want to have to go through again. So this has been a challenging week. And he said, you know, on Monday night, there's no way in hell we wanted to go back on the field. I said to him, well, how do you go back there now six days later and do it? And he said, we're at a different place. You know, we're getting good news about tomorrow, and that's lifting everybody up. 
but there's still the mental preparation of getting ready for the Patriots on Sunday and the physical preparation. They haven't had as much time in the building doing football things as they normally would do. And as those guys know, you have to be at peak performance a lot in this league. Otherwise, any sort of slip up, you can be in trouble. So I don't I don't know that it's easy to just say their emotion will carry them through the game because there's so many other parts to this. And I did also feel like, guys, they're obviously, and I think you heard it, they're processing it differently. Every guy is different, yeah. and you don't know when those feelings are going to come in. You're, they're vulnerable to it. They're all vulnerable to it right now. Will they be vulnerable to, vulnerable to it on Sunday as well? I, I, don't, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough thing to answer. As teams across the league continue the arduous task of preparing to hit the field for Week 18, more players were made available to the media today. Here are more reactions to the latest update on DeMar Hamlin's recovery from their mouths. You know, I don't think I can really say anything that probably hasn't been said already, but we all have um, a lot of heartfelt thoughts for him. And, um, you know, he's obviously a great young man, and uh, we all hope he recovers. The news from a little earlier this morning um, about DeMar's progress is great news and encouraging, um, you know, for all of us. I want to thank today's special guests, Michael Robinson and Michael Yam. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time to stop by today. I invite all of the listeners to go to NFL.com and NFL Network for the very latest on Damar Hamlin. And I want to invite our listeners to join us tomorrow for Friday answers to Saturday questions and Friday answers to Sunday questions, like who wins, who loses, who clinches those final playoff spots, who gets the top seeds in both the AFC and the NFC, and maybe more importantly, how do they do it? Answers tomorrow. Till then, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.